a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you. We are broadcasting live today from the Grand America in downtown Salt Lake City. The American Legislative Exchange Council Conference is taking place this week, uh, where you have uh, members from state legislatures from around the country coming together to talk about policy and strategy and ideas uh, about uh, limited government, about how to uh, get things done closer to the people and uh, really uh, unleash human potential. And getting that done at the local level, as we've been talking about uh, in the previous segment with Steve Hayes, uh, it's tough to look at what gets done in Washington and doesn't get done in Washington. And that's one of the reasons why this ALEC conference is so important. It's a chance to get to best practices uh, and different policy ideas that are working. And Utah's always a great showcase uh, in how to get things done. And one of the state legislators from the great state of Utah, Senator Lincoln Fillmore, uh, joins us live. Senator, thanks for popping in today. Thanks, boy. It's good to be on your show again. So as you uh, as you get to this conference, first tell me your interaction. Uh, you've been involved with ALEC for a number of years. You know the, the process and have been part of leadership and committees and, and things like that. Uh, what have you gained through this association over the, the years with ALEC? Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, I joined ALEC when I first joined the state Senate in 2016. Um, uh, it's funny, you know, because we also joined the National Conference of State Legislatures, and that's mm-hmm. paid for by taxpayers. We joined the Council of State Government, and that's paid for by taxpayers. ALEC is not. Uh, you know, legislators that join as members of ALEC, we pay for it out of our own pocket or yeah. through campaign funds. So uh, the state does not contribute to Alec, uh, to the this legislative council anyway, even though it does to others. Um, I first became a fan of ALEC because at their conferences they provide childcare, and you know I have uh, I have a six and three year old that, that uh, you know we just can't leave at home. So right. it's very convenient to be able That's to. That's great. To, I didn't I know, did not know that. Uh, you know to bring them uh, to bring the family along as we travel. But what you get out of a group like this is it's it's so fantastic to have an organization that will bring legislators together from across the state. I think we have legislators from all 50 states here, including two from Hawaii yeah, today fantastic. for this conference. Uh, you know, we get together in, in task forces, and we talk in the hallway and, and, and at different sessions. We just really try to find out what's going on in your state. What are you doing that's really working? Yeah. You know, we're all facing the same kinds of challenges, uh, you know, social media and just the media landscape in general and the overarching influence yeah. of the federal government really mean that the issues that are present – in Utah are the same ones that they're dealing with in Florida and Missouri and Maine yeah. and Hawaii. Uh, and so we love to talk to each other about what we're working on um, and how is it working for you and how did you get that great idea passed, right? Yeah. Um, what are the arguments that you, that you make that you find to be persuasive? So those conversations are, are really helpful. Yeah. Um, I've been in our legislature for five years, and uh, it's great to be able to learn from people who do this 
across the country. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think that we get better policy across the country that way. Utah has yeah. been a leader mm. in many ways. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think a lot of states are excited to be able to come to Utah to learn from what we do. Yeah. Uh, but we also love to learn from what other states are doing. Yeah, that, that curiosity, we've been talking about that all day today, is, yeah. uh, is such an important part is to, to keep leaning in, to keep thinking, I wonder if there's a better way to do it. What you know, What's Wyoming doing on this or what's Florida doing on that? Uh, I think leads to a lot of really better policy making and, and also I think accelerates the process a little bit. Uh, a lot of our listeners, you know, they think, okay, the legislature gets together in January and you got 45 days and you hammer stuff through. Uh, but it's often the hard work and heavy lifting uh, far away from the legislative session, even though you're only a part-time uh, <laughs> legislature, we know that work at events like this and conversations with colleagues across the country usually does get you to avoid some of the the pitfalls maybe right. on a certain policy but also ultimately leads to better laws better legislation That's right. better outcomes yeah and you need that pre-level work especially in a 45-day legislative session yeah. if there's one or two pitfalls a bill is dead right. right and so as much as you can clear clear the field for that by addressing those pitfalls early on yeah um, and getting getting legislation to a point where it really is you know it's ready for a committee hearing it's been vetted yeah. by um, by your colleagues by the private sector that it's going to affect yeah. it's another great thing about Alec that the private sector is is involved here you, you know as as lawmakers if we don't pay extra close attention to the people we represent and to how what we do affects their family and their jobs and their businesses um, then we're either going to stumble when we try to get legislation passed or right. we're going to hurt them in yeah. ways that we don't intend. Yeah, the unintended consequences, I think, is yeah. uh, another thing. I love the address uh, that kicked off the conference. Uh, Mark Robinson, the lieutenant governor from North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, he, he called everyone to that kind of stewardship, that kind of listening. Uh, but he really challenged all the legislators to uh, to get into those conversations, as you just described, so that we're uh, not having those unintended consequences right. uh, that may hurt constituents uh, as opposed to those that we're trying to actually build and help. Yeah. Uh, so as you as you look at that, and as you have those conversations, uh, we know there's uh, healthcare is a big uh, a big uh, issue yeah. uh, in the conference this year. We know that affordable housing is another one. What are some of the things that you're looking forward to? What are some of the conversations you've already had with some of your colleagues on these issues? Yeah. Um you, just before coming uh, to sit in this chair across from you, I was in a roundtable discussion about tax and fiscal policy. Mm. Um, so Utah has been kind of a leader there, right? You yeah. know, we've been ranked number one for 14 straight years yep. uh, as the state with the best economic outlook. And I think, you know, that's a forward-looking report. But you yeah. can see from today, looking back 14 years, it's it's accurate, right? Yeah. Utah's just been tremendous. We got the nation's lowest unemployment rate. We're in a fi- uh, fantastic financial situation. So we talked a bit a bit, uh, a bit in there about how Utah's work has gone forward across the country. And just as an example that you shared there, you know, Utah has this truth in taxation program that relates to property taxes. Right, right. right. Um, and it really has been tremendously successful in Utah at keeping property taxes low. And just this year, um, uh, as that's been going out through uh, organizations like this as, 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 a, as an idea across the country, it was signed into law by a Democratic governor and a Republican governor Love that. to hold property taxes low. Yeah, uh, And that's just a, a really good example of how good policy can filter out 
through net, through networking yeah. to uh, to really lower property taxes across the country. So yeah. It's just such a fantastic thing. That's it. That is yeah. so great. Uh, if you're just joining us, we've got uh, Utah Senator uh, Fillmore uh, in the hot seat with us here at the uh, American Legislative Exchange Council Conference here in downtown Salt Lake City. And before I let you go, Senator, I know uh, education is uh, front and center for you, always been part of your vision and your service uh, in the state legislature. Uh, what are you working on there? What are you talking to your colleagues about? Well, here at the conference, I'm the chair of the Education Committee. Um, it's called Education and Workforce Development. And so um, in that meeting, again, we're going to be presenting Utah's school turnaround plan and the success that that has had. So there will be you know, a speaker from Utah uh, going over the program and looking at data for how that's really helped Utah's underperforming schools really mm-hmm. improve. So I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, I mentioned before about how states across the country are dealing with the same kinds of controversial yeah. issues. Critical race theory sure. is one of those. We're not addressing critical race theory here, mm-hmm. um, but rather we're, uh, there's a model policy proposal that is just about um, making the history and civics curriculum in schools to be mm-hmm. open and transparent yeah. so that parents can see in advance. When my kid goes to history or civics, this is what he's going to learn. Yeah. Here are the textbooks. I can read them. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I don't have to worry about rumors or, you know, what I might yeah. read on some blog like i can go to the source is a good thing absolutely right (laughs) so we just want schools and teachers to have to have full accountability full full freedom flexibility and full transparency so that they can work in partnership with parents to make sure that we're getting the right kinds of curriculum in front of kids yeah Um, and that that decision ought to be made by educators and parents right yeah as much as we can get politics out of education that's just so much better yeah so important that transparency and accountability for the outcomes i think is is so vital uh state senator lincoln fillmore uh, joining us here at the alec conference uh thanks for stopping by and enjoy the rest of the conference we'll look for some more reports as we go along we're going to go ahead and step aside for one last commercial break when we come back we'll round out uh, our day here at the american legislative exchange council this is the best civics lessons you're you're going to get uh, but it's exciting that the utah model continues to be what people are interested in and how we're able to get things done locally for the good of the people stay with us much more to come on inside sources here on ksl news radio Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.